apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I worked for all my life And I had to start again with just my children and my wife I am depressed as hell to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for I don't know Cause they took that two away I was proud to be an American, where at least I thought I was free. But I won't forget the men who died, who tried to give that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and jump on the nearest plane. Cause there ain't no doubt I used to love this land. God left the USA. From CRT to school choice, from Ukraine, Putin, and Xi, across the plains of inflation, from abortion to vaccines, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where crime is running rampant, and it's time we stand and say, Sing it, Frank. That I was proud to be an American Where at least I thought I was free But I won't forget the men who died Who tried to give that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And jump on a plane today Cause there ain't no doubt I used to love this land 
God left the USA. All right, welcome to Divided We Stand. Okay, first of all, I must apologize for my awful singing. I am not a singer. I am, however, Jimmy Batiste, and that handsome devil over there, as always, is Joe Aguirre. A producer of that song. I yes, was uh, very analytical putting that together. Yeah. That was great. It was actually yeah, a, a mistake at first. Uh, and then I, and then I, yeah, I figured out how to work them vocals. Uh, you actually did. I know you're not a singer. You're an actor, which people should know by now if they don't. But singing's not your forte. And you, and you, you laid that on me a few days ago. And I was like, please record that. <laughs> and you said, I'm not a good singer. And I said, I don't care. Uh, because that is amazing. That that made it just as much fun, I think. Yeah. See, everybody's loving it. <laughs> Frank, quick to point out, you're not a singer. Yeah, he's not. That's hey, okay. Thanks a lot, buddy. I always appreciate you zinging me when you can. Always. <laughs> and you do. So, all right, Joe, let's get right into this. That song I sang, and I, uh, I, I Weird Al yankovic it because I'm mad, Joe. I, I, I'm really mad. I'm straight disappointed. Um, I know we've said it a million times. I'm going to say it one more time. I served for 20 years in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you, Frank, for all on active duty. Right. And I did that because I believed in what we stood for this country uh, and, and everything about it. Just what we I, I believed it to my soul. And that's why I served proudly for 20 years. And if I wasn't married and wanted to vote uh, uh, and devote a lot of time to my wife and kids, I probably would stay in, right? So, because that's how much I loved it. But this isn't the America that I recognize anymore. This isn't the, the America that I, I went to war for, right? When I went to war, it was 2004, Joe. Only three years prior was 2001, and we all know what happened that year. This country was so united. Every, I mean, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk into a bar without somebody wanting to buy me a drink. I was hammered. Thirty minutes into walking to a bar, when they found out that I came back from Iraq, that I served this country, I, I was drunk for 30, 45 minutes walking into a bar. I've got a motto. Send it. Make Jimmy drunk again. That, <laughs> I, you know what? I've, I, I'm going to start drinking again. I really am, Joe. <laughs> All right? I, I mean, th this country has gotten to the point where all we do now is call names. That's it. We're, we're a bunch of, uh, of eight-year-old, six-year-old kids on the playground. You know, you're a fascist. You're a socialist. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, that's all we're doing right now. It, 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 there's no policies that are, you know, overwhelming a hundred or it, the majority of the country, right? It's always half. It's split right down the middle. There, there's nobody out there, you know, trying to fight for the majority of the country. They're only fighting for their party and voting on party lines, right? And that's, the, I, I understand it. I do. I appreciate your loyalty sometimes, right? Because loyalty can be a good thing. However, if you're loyal to a fault, and you keep voting in the same chuckleheads, right? You don't like Mitch McConnell. 
but he keeps getting voted in. You don't like Dickie Blumenthal, but he keeps getting voted in. You don't like the high taxes here in the state of Connecticut, which is, you know, the third highest in the country. But yet we keep voting the same politicians in just because it's along party lines. And and then we complain for the next four years, right? That we nothing changed. Uh, well, you keep voting the same idiots in. And that's all we're going to do again in November. And it's going to be right down party line. You're going to be split again. And there is no more. There is no more red wave, guys. That is garbage now, right? The number one issue... Uh, talking about this election coming up, the number one issue narrowly <laughs> is still inflation in the economy, right? 10 months ago, or not even, right? Let's say eight months ago, number two was crime. You know, crime has fallen to number four, Joe. You know what number two is by a very thin margin to number taking over number one? Abortion rights. Abortion rights. And it should be. It absolutely should be, right? And, and this is the crap that I'm talking about, Joe, right? And now you got the you, uh, the Supreme Court overruling Roe v. Wade, which in my opinion isn't a bad thing because now it goes down to the state level, right? I believe there should be abortion rights. Not That's not getting me wrong here, right? I believe there should be abortion rights. Fifth, 16 weeks, I think, is a great cutoff time. Lindsey Graham is out there touting 15 weeks, right? Which, you know, maybe good, maybe not. 16 to 20 weeks, somewhere around there, I think is a good cutoff. And, uh, but if it's the number two hot button topic of the day, just leave it alone, Lindsey Graham, right? You could have, you could have submitted this bill November 9th. Leave it alone. Why are you pouring gasoline on a fire? Even if, even if 75% of the country, right, want abortion rights, which they do. And then 60% of that 70, you know what I'm saying? So there's a scale there, want some kind of limitation on it. So the majority of the country still want a limitation on it. They don't think it should be a free for all, freaking shoot them up, kill them all, you know, thing here. They still want some kind of limitation. But it's such a hot button topic right now. Why wouldn't you wait till November 9th? Right? Wait till November 9th. Because now you know, you know for a fact Chuck Schumer is out there right now going, see, see, the Republicans want to ban abortion outright. Well, no, that's not what it says at all. Right? Lindsey Graham actually did put in there 15 weeks, right? The language is in there. It's not a complete ban. But this is what really makes me mad about the Republican Party and Lindsey Graham's bill. You just celebrated for months that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Celebrated it, right? We finally got that law overturned. Yay. Back to states' rights. And I and I applaud that. I, I think states' rights should be where all the power lies. But now you're going to try to federalize now you're going to try to federalize it again? Like, what are you, what are you fighting for? States' rights or federal rights? Make up your frigging mind, right? I'm a conservative, right? I like small government. The smallest form of government is your town government, really. But 
that can make a huger impact on your world is your state government. The state government is where all the power and all the decisions are made that affect your life, right? That's why this November is so, so important for Republicans. And the only way Republicans are going to win across the board, thank you, Lindsey Graham, is if every single Republican gets out and votes. Every single one. There cannot be one going, eh, my vote's not going to count. But how many millions of those are going to say that? So th there's no more red wave, guys. Right? So I, I wanted to bring something else up here, Joe. And I know I'm taking over, but just because I'm, I'm mad, right? I'm just upset. So I'm just going to ramble here, right? So my wife called me the other day and she was driving to a hair appointment, right? Uh, yeah, she gets those. She's a girl, right? She calls me up and she's like, Jimmy, there's a guy on the side of the road with a sign. And not just any kind of a sign that like a cardboard with like a Sharpie on it. No, no. This man went to Kinko's. Paid money to have a sign made, okay? Paid money, good, hard money that, you know, that we complain about inflation so we don't have enough, but we're going to waste it on stupid signs that said Trump won. <laughs> Trump won. That's what it says, right? Paid money to have this sign made, all right? Now, look at guys. Do I believe the abortion was stolen? Do I believe that there was election interference? Here's, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to answer it the most honest possible way I can. I don't give a crap. I don't. Do you know why? Because it's not going to change anything now. It's two years later, guys. What, what use does, does it do us to complain about it? I don't care if there was election fraud. I don't care. Trump isn't the president. Brandon is. We got to get over this. Let's move on. Let's start a current fight, right? Let's stop this old crap and start a new fight. And the new one should be what our policies are as Republicans, as conservatives. Not that Democrats bad. Democrats are socialists. Democrats want to steal our country. That's not the winning message. The winning message, because I got to tell you the truth, guys, Democrats aren't, they never do it. They never, ever, ever do it. Every person out there, in my opinion, is craving an answer, right? Inflation is still the number one, still the number one topic, right? Very closely followed by abortion. But everybody's looking for an answer. But nobody's giving them an answer. They're just saying how the other side is bad, right? So all Bob Stefanowski here in the state of Connecticut would have to do is, hey, guys, here's my answer. Here's my solution, and here's how it's going to work. I guarantee you he lowers that gap from 12 to 3 because he's at 12 right now. He's getting crushed because they have no plans. They just want to point fingers and be six-year-old freaking schoolyard kids nah, 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 and calling each other names, and I'm sick and tired of it. Joe, I, I got to take a break. Go. Yeah, so to to what you were saying earlier about, you know, reelecting the same politicians, right? I mean, doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. And I, I talked about this a lot this week, uh, you know, doing some conservative radio talk, which I love to do. And I think it's important for people to realize at this point, your side's not working for you. Oh, absolutely. Not. I don't care I which party that. you're in. I'm talking to you. 
They're not in, right? They're, the party's not working for you. The party's working for the party. That's right. And they're doing it. I mean, again, you saw Joe Biden. The, literally the day Roe v. Wade was overturned was about to a point a pro-life judge to a federal bench for life and only pulled back on it because that was the day Roe v. Wade Nobody was knows announced. That, Joe. Why doesn't why don't people know that? Why don't more people know about that? It was a shady deal with Mitch McConnell in which Mitch McConnell would allow Joe Biden to fill other judicial spots without any objection from the Republicans. As long as Mitch could get this one pro-life conservative guy on the district court in Kentucky. Yeah. He wants to keep things the way he wants to keep things there in Kentucky. And so Joe Biden was all too happy to deal with the devil. So they again, further, further evidence that letting Roe v. Wade, knowing it was going to be overturned, not attempting to codify was an intentional plan. Yep. It's funny because in Connecticut, a poll just came out uh, from Emerson College. I'm sure you've seen this. Uh, on your conservative radio, I'm I'm sure they talked about this, but 40% of people cited the economy as the number one main concern for people here in Connecticut. Here's the funny part. The current governor, who's a Democrat in this very liberal state, as you said, is winning by 10 points. 12, I think. Is it 12? It, it, uh, it, it, it probably will end up that. Uh, and again, don't forget, for anybody who's not aware, this guy already lost to Ned Lamont, Bob Stefanowski. So this will be his second loss. And I'll tell you what, he was within a point in August of 2018 when Donald Trump threw an endorsement his way. And then he lost by, by I mean, it ended up being like a four-point swing for Lamont when, when he was endorsed. Now, Bob Stefanowski doesn't embrace Trump. He said like a hundred times now, that he won't overturn a woman's right to choice in Connecticut. It's the law. It's codified. He's not going to do anything to it. And then he was in front of a conservative group, and he talked about parental consent for abortion. And right away, people got on the, there you go. He's already lying. You can't trust him. And so while the economy at 40%, and abortion at like 15% are hot button issues for this election. Clearly when push comes to shove, I think they're going to err on the side of the abortion over the economy. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you why that's bad news for Republicans it, it, it everywhere. However, however, Joe, it should be a, a wake up call, right? Because for the past two years, all I've heard was they're coming for our rights. They're going to take our rights and we're going to be a socialist country. But now look what you're doing. Right. So I don't understand how they want it both ways. And I mean, look, at the, the Democrats do it as well. Right. I'm just as, as, as a Republican. I am just extremely mad and disappointed. Right. I'm extremely mad and disappointed about our leadership in general, in general. I mean, this is going from 
our our local governments here, right? With with Dickie Blumenthal and and Chris Murphy, Ned Lamont. I would I would say a Republican. I would guys, but we don't have one <laughs> in Connecticut, so I can't. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to be fair. I am. I'm a fair guy. Joe will attest to that. If there was a Republican here, I would say their name, but we don't have one. So, but all these guys, right? It, it starts with these guys not trying to stick up. I mean, it's it's all about reelection. It's all about money, and they it's not about their constituents. It's not, and and that's why this November I've, I've said it almost every week for a while now that this November is so vitally important because we can actually show the the government who's actually in charge. This is our chance as we, the people, this is our chance to have our voice. This is how it was intended. This is how the, the constitution was written, right? And it was written this way. So the federal government can't have too much power, right? So it, it confines the power to the states. And in my opinion is a great thing, right? But this is, it's because we have more of a, an effect on local elections, on local government than we do federal, especially here in the state of Connecticut. What do we get? Two friggin' votes? We get yeah. two? Well, so, so, like, I said to you the other day, listen, Ned Lamont hasn't said anything in the way, uh, uh, Bob Stefanski, rather, hasn't said anything in the way of what he would do differently to make the economy better. He's offered zero. Right. And... No I, Republican. You know, I, I can't help but think if he laid out a plan that was that seemed halfway logical, I think it would have a huge impact on people. So do I. Absolutely. If he came out with a extremely I mean, look at that thing could be 75 pages long, right? And almost yeah. unbearable to read, but people will read it. People right. Here's will be the like, plan. how they are gonna, you gonna they help won't even me? read it, but they'll know that there's a plan. And having a plan, dude, it could be just a giant binder of like empty pages. Like, here's my plan, uh, and then Something answers some questions on it or whatever. If if he comes up and literally says what he would do, that would instantly drive down prices. He would probably have a chance, unless people aren't being honest in these polls, and that when when push comes to shove, abortion is more important than the economy. I think uh, I, I think it's a 50-50 split, man. I really do. I think people are around the dinner table right now going, you know what, a, this whole abortion law thing, this whole Roe v. Wade thing, I can't, you know, I, I don't get behind it. I can't stand it. I can't, I don't understand how they overturned it, you know. But you know what, man, I let's still say, need to get to work in let's the morning. Say I still need to poor. put food on Let's say you're a poor family sitting around the table and you're thinking the economy sucks. God forbid we should have another mouth to feed in this house. I mean, that's a serious, serious problem. It's it's a it it's only a serious problem if you're irresponsible. That's not true. Sure, it is. That's not true. I don't have I can't That's afford another mouth to feed you. I know you that. Something. So guess two, what? Two things. I yeah. don't. Oh, have... I know what you did. Listen, statistically speaking, right? Um, 
you, you mentioned, you know, 15 or 16 weeks. We've talked about it. 20 weeks. Everything's before that anyway. 90% are uh, before it. And most of right. the 10% after it literally are the mother's going to die or the baby's Correct. dead and they're just removing it. So, again, this is, again, kind of a problem. We don't, we don't, we don't really have a problem. We don't have to deal with this. Exactly. We right. shouldn't be. This is something that Republicans have made an issue for years. I think in some ways, I don't think they ever really, the politicians at least, I think the evangelical lunatic Christians that are like, you know, God's going to be pissed and stuff. I don't think the politicians ever thought it was going to be overturned. It makes for a great talking point. <laughs> Oops. We're going to ban it. We're going to ban it. Hey, you can ban it. Well, you know, maybe not ban it completely uh, is the new message. Uh, by the way, as far as Lindsey Graham is concerned, I was glad that Lindsey Graham became the first Republican to at least acknowledge abortion. I think, again, what he was in some way attempting to do was like eh, maybe a compromise of some sort. Exactly. Like, we won't break your balls at all in that first trimester. Just can we not do them in the second and third? I think, again, I listen, my, my thing is, I think... 15 or 16 weeks is I think it's too short. I I I and I know as you get towards 20 to 24, you start talking about you know development and heartbeat and stuff like that. The problem is, is the first four weeks, as we've talked about before, you don't know your you, practice. Yeah, you have you know, you're right. So you you're know. at like the six-week mark when you're even like, Oh, all right, I, I gotta do something about it. I gotta, you know, and again, it's not like people just half, make a ten. split decision. Women are going to need a little bit. Right. Women are going to need time. They need to think about it. Talk to whoever they need to talk to about it. Make a decision and then do it. I just 16 weeks is not a lot of time. I think somewhere 20, 22 weeks, maybe 22 might be a nice number, uh, which essentially would put you at like 18. You know what I mean? Um, 18 measurable weeks at that point, I should say. And I, and I think that's, a really and again anything after that it's because the the fetus is dead or growing outside the womb i think you have to put exceptions in for that you know uh, you you, a, you definitely have to have exceptions a i friend agree of with my wife literally had a baby that was uh i think it's called uh m m what the heck is it endoptic endioptic or whatever it is i can't quite i could see the word i can't remember the letters all the letters in it but it's again it's the uter it's growing outside the uterus uh, my wife's friend did it and the baby's fine and she lived and everything. She's fine health wise too. So it's possible, but again, to have the option of like, this is a risky maneuver. You can get that out. If you're at like 30 weeks and it looks like it's a tough situation. I think you just need to have those, those few exceptions in there. I think in the case of like incest and rape, there's no reason why you still can't do it in the first trimester right i don't think so i think i agree with you is what i mean that that one probably again i think when it comes to the mother's health i think, I think you that have should to be the only exception it should be or again like i said if the fetus is already dead and it's just floating inside right. the mom like in the state of texas that has to come out by itself forcing I mean, out the 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 you know the stillborn fetus is an abortion if you do it before 40 weeks or 37 weeks i think is the cutoff that that law's got to go. That's a stupid. That's a terrible law. Literally, where they send women home with 
with dead fetuses inside and tell them to come back in a couple of weeks. Ooh. You know, as you go and take I've the never crib, heard of that. You go, oh, dude, look it up. I, Google I mean, yeah. that right now. It's it's mortifying, and it's happened uh, lots of times. Man, and doctors gross. in Texas are like, this sucks, dude. Like, you have to tell a woman, like, hey, the baby's dead. We can't take it out of you. It's going to have to pass naturally. Because, again, the removal of that fetus before 37 weeks is an abortion. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, a DNC procedure after a, uh, after, uh, I don't know who this dude is. is here. Uh, Bill Carbomb. He said, Oh my God, my kid gets raped. She's getting rid of it. Please. Um, when this first came up, I said to married guys like yourself, if your wife gets raped in the middle of the night and she gets pregnant, you're still cool with an abortion ban in this country. You want to raise the rapist baby? Oh, every other Sunday you want to take the baby that you're raising to go visit rapist daddy in jail? I mean, that's a real Christian man if you can do that. But I'm not interested, to be quite honest. You're being rhetorical, right? You're not asking me the stupid question. Right? That's a that's but that is a listay. Oh, I am being rhetorical. Oh, okay, yeah. This is because more it's, just it's a stupid general, question, I think. I don't know, it's not a stupid question, Jim, because again, you live in Connecticut, so you're fortunate that, that it's no, no, no. let me explain. I think it's stupid because I think every person would answer the same way. Of course, get rid of that. I, I don't want to do that. Like, why would right. Like that's a stupid question, in my opinion. Because but in, it's, a, it's... in a in a post Roe v. Wade world, you have to keep the baby, right? In some states, in thirty one states, by the end of the year, that's not going to happen, bro. You know why 30, it's not going to happen? Thirty one states, because and there's November who have no that. exception for rape or incest. So there's going to be gonna a all lot change. of inbred rapist babies. Knock on wood. Right. Knock on wood. But my prediction that number 31 is going to drop down to like five tops. Right. Alabama, maybe like Florida won't even do it. Right. Alabama. Mississippi won't do it. If I had to guess, Florida's got to be the abortion capital of the world. You want I'll look that up. Who was, (laughs) you know, I'm just kidding because Frank is watching and I like her. (laughs) I like her. I like to rattle Frank a little bit. I'm sure Frank's even responsible for some of those. I'm just kidding, Frank. Oh, my God. Frank? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm looking this up right now. But I'm telling you, the the Republicans have played this all wrong. You know, in, in attempting to say that liberals are extremists, who want to destroy America and, and bring in Marxism and blah, 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 blah. The Republican Trump nominated FBI director Christopher Ray twice has gone before Congress and declared white nationalists as the biggest domestic threat to this country. And so I think, you know, again, you had January 6th and what did most Republicans do? They kind of brushed it under the rug. Political, uh, you know, political discourse. And I'll tell you why. Nonsense. I'll tell you why most Republicans brushed it under the rug, right? Because we're still upset over the the the, the riots there. Sure, and, and hold you on, have a right to me. But hold on, let me finish. Because people died during those riots. Billions of dollars of damage 
to to federal courthouses, right? Was also yeah. included in that people's low, uh, uh, personal property, and nothing was said. No Democrat came out and said this was bad. They just came out and said that they should take to the streets. I believe that was Maxine Waters, right? Said take to the streets not beforehand, not right? afterwards. But yeah, I think oh. that all the Democrats came out and said. I think all the Democrats came out and said, "Nope, this is a peaceful protest, and they get to exercise their rights." To protest when we all could see with our own two eyes that it wasn't peaceful. Now well, you take nothing, January six. Not for nothing. When, when, when the inmates are rioting, you have two choices: you either crack skulls or you play the sympathy. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, you gotta, you gotta, like, you know, get your vigilante, whatever. It's, it was, it was not good. I, I get it, but again, you could have painted liberals as looting insane crazy people but then you did the same thing and yep. tried to brush it under the rug exactly and it's like the more you're trying to paint them out to be extremists you're acting even more extreme and people are like um i think you're bullshitting me <laughs> i think maybe it is you maybe you guys this are the is, extremists this is what i'm saying joe this is just the bullies just trying to see who can be the most stupid right to answer your question, by the way, I'm looking it up. State abortions, uh, D.C. What has the highest rate of abortions, and you're not even going to believe this. You, I like it's like this number is astronomical. It's forty-eight point nine percent. Forty-eight point nine percent of total pregnancies are aborted. Listed in D.C. Alabama's at six. Florida is at 19. Dude, that's a lot of mistresses, though, I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. Uh, Gates going out there and just uh, planting <laughs> seeds everywhere. Right. But no, man, in Maryland, 25 percent. Uh, New Jersey, 29 percent. New York, 28 percent. Missouri, 0.1. I wonder what those laws are. You're just not allowed to have them in Missouri. Yeah, clearly. At all. If you do, we're going to take you all back and shoot you. Right. Well, which is funny because those people go somewhere else. And so those numbers in those uh, states are higher. Do you know that Missouri has three in the state of Missouri abortion clinics? Three. That's it. D.C. has. Oh, man, that's, that's not. I'm sorry. That's not a good statistic to share because D.C. only has four. Wow, they must be very busy. Oh my god! Like I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm going to have to look into this truly of why these numbers in DC are that high. Like that's crazy. Over half, just about half the pregnancies reported in the state of, or in the District of Columbia are aborted. Well, Washington DC is on one half the nation's capital, and on the other. One of the poorest parts of the country. Slum. Yeah, oh yeah. I've been there. I mean, it was... Terrible place if you're not near the capital. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, there's a... The oldest Marine Corps barracks in existence, like ever, is on 8th and I Street in Washington, D.C., right? That's where the President's Own Band is marked. Hell, that's where the Common on the Marine Corps lives. That's where the Silent Drill Team is. Right. And then during the summer on certain nights, I think Friday nights, you go down there and they put on the greatest show in the world. 
Right, the silent drill team comes out and does a night parade. It is, it, it is absolutely. You'll have goosebumps from start to finish. It's so awesome. But when I was there in two in nineteen ninety eight, you couldn't stand in line. Right, there was there's always lines around around the barracks to get in these shows. And a friend of mine and I went there in uniform. They came out and got us and escorted us in. We're like, no, 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 we don't want you guys standing out. And you just look across the street and there's homeless people. I mean, it was just awful. It was just the slums, right? Well, I went back in 2002. Gorgeous. They, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, how did this, it, it changed so much. And they're like, oh, we just jacked the taxes up 50%. Drove everybody out. Nobody could afford to live here. And then all the rich people came in bought everything up and we gave them tax breaks that's called america <laughs> so you know hey that's dc for you that's your that is your sanctuary city that is your welcome all city that is your you know we embrace everybody city there mayor bowser and then as soon as you get some you don't want them anymore just like martha's vineyard you know in martha's vineyard and i know you've heard about that Right now, I don't know how true this is. I just heard this. So I'm going to say this with a caveat with one of those asterisks going, hey, I'm not saying this is fact. You take it for what it's worth. There are signs all over the place in the Martha Vineyard, I, which I, I don't see people in Martha's Vineyard hanging signs. Right. I just that's not they're not the sign hanging kind of people, in my opinion. But, you know, saying uh, all are welcome, you know, uh, they're. No immigration laws or I mean, they're they're saying they're sanctuary city. So when they get immigrants sent there, why are they complaining? Why is well, Martha's Vineyard's not why a sanctuary is, city, I know, by the I, way I, that they went to the. Yeah, but there's that, you know, it's listen, first of all, it's a vacation town. There's not a lot of resources in town. I mean, so message sent uh, from Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott and, and Rob Ducey got it. And, you know, here's what I say all the time, Jimmy. I don't really have a strong opinion on immigration because I don't live near the border. I don't really deal with illegal immigrants on a daily basis. Um, so it doesn't affect my world. That's a, a problem that I think they all need to sort out there. I don't like the idea of using human beings as a pawn in a political game. The people that were bussed out to Martha's Vineyard thought they were going to Boston, which is where they had relatives they were going to stay with and is a city which would have been able to actually offer them reset uh, assets because they are in fact a sanctuary city. So uh, it, it was meant to, you know, when I talked about this today on the air, you ran that bit back, I think last uh, in January, the San Diego city council, super liberal board, Hey, we got to do this affordable housing thing, but you know, not not in my district. Jimmy, That's right. Put I did it, it in right yours. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not putting it in mine. Let's go put it in Mitzi's. And by the time it was all done, Jimmy, what happened? They didn't end up building affordable housing in That's San right. Diego. That's right. It's the not in my town crowd. So, you 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 said something, and I've heard this an awful lot today in the past couple of days, and how Republicans are using immigrants as political pawns well we've already discussed hr1 on this show right in the voting rights act and all that and how they're just 
I, I admit that DeSantis, that was a political ploy, right? That was just a, hey, wake up call type thing. They probably won't send any more to Martha's Vineyard. But anyways, I honestly believe that the Democrats are doing it first. The Democrats are not doing I don't want to say all Democrats. The administration is not doing anything to stop the flow in of two million illegals crossing the border so far this year or last year, fiscal year, right? So so far this fiscal year, which still has 14 days to go, you know, right? Or is it end September? No, end September 30th. Yeah, 14 days ago, over two million people came into this country illegally. Joe, that's not a an exaggeration that's not a number you can go on the cbp website it says it right two mil over two million immigrants have crossed the border illegally and not deported released into the interior of the united states well that goes against every immigration law that we have we we that it's just illegal to do according to our current whether it be right wrong or indifferent right i'm not saying the immigration laws are right I'm not saying they're wrong, but it goes against the law right now. So the administration is using them as political ploys to try to get more Latino votes, and which is the whole reason I said, vote. oh, no, give it time, my friend. They're going to. I told you that's what H.R. 1, right? House Resolution 1, the most important bill to the Democrats was H.R. 1. Allowing illegal immigrants to vote. The number one, the number one agenda of this administration, according to their own bills written, is allowing illegal immigrants to vote. Uh, I I don't I have not heard that being their number one agenda. You won't. Um, but you've heard of HR one. That's it, sure. I don't. I mean, but I, that's not. You know how yeah, resu- you know how bills are written. Right? Let you me know how so let numbered, me tell you something. There, there's one. this. There's been this like nonsense going around about abortion that California had a bill that would have allowed for abortion up to 24 days after birth. Did you hear about that? No, that's nonsense. But okay, it is nonsense. Um, there was a bill that was written that didn't end up even getting out of uh, committee. That would have allowed for abortion during, and and the term they used was for prenatal. Basically, they were saying from inception to birth, abortion's legal now. But in fact, medically, prenatal actually does mean like those those first three or four weeks after a baby is born. Nobody was like that. It was just bad language. That wasn't what they meant by that. And yet I see that come up all the time. It's not a real thing. And so I'll I'll have to look into what you're saying. I've I've never heard them say getting illegal migrants to vote. When have you heard them them pimp HR1? You haven't. I I haven't heard that either. I I know that. But HR1 is their, it's numbered in priority. You know that, right? Are their priorities numbered HR1, HR2, HR3? I I don't think so. Well, it is. But if it it was their two years in, why would they have done anything in the way of doing anything about that? Well, so when will they do that? I'm just saying, Joe. I think you're getting... I think you're getting... The plan all along... I think you're getting bad info on that. 
No, I'm telling you, I've read HR one. They don't need along. more. They don't need illegal immigrants because they've already got the majority in all the big cities. So why would they need more? They don't. They absolutely uh, don't. This is something lost. that this is they something that, that that conservatives recently. have come up with in their head that they're trying to. And 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 I'll I'm tell you too. Up with it in my head, that Jimmy, no, 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 the no. Democrats have yes. lost. They've lost in two thousand. They lost. So they've won it. the popular vote in every single election since like two thousand. What are you talking I mean, about? But they they're still lose because of the electoral college. I would be more concerned about them overturning that because they keep winning the popular vote and losing the presidency, which had rarely ever happened before. Oh and now God, it's kind of happens on the regular. If we get rid of the electoral college, we're done. D-O-N-E and also, done. also, Trump got creamed by like 8 million votes last time. So done. they've got plenty of votes. They don't need illegal votes. Again, it's something that it, it's in people's heads. Illegal immigrants will never get the right to vote. It doesn't work that way. When you do away, when you, you don't need a signature verification, when you don't need a legal ID, sure they can. When you have no verification of, of I've no never voted. process. I've never voted sure without showing ID and having them connect it to the piece of paper in front of them. Again, I think that's something that, that people have created in their head. You, you show ID at the voting booth. I don't know who's voting without it. I have no idea. I've never seen that. I hear about it. But I don't know anybody who doesn't have to show ID to vote. Read HR one for me, my friend. I, I'll I'll send it to you. Right? I can and listen. Can I can it. read the Green New Deal. That doesn't mean jack anything. Ideas see, are ideas. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Right. What I'm saying is that was their plan. That's why they're not closing the border. This was a calculated plan on the part of this administration nah. to allow them to vote. So let's flood them. Let's I flood think them that's into the a right wing media. That, I didn't uh, hear that on right wing yet. I so I say the right wing is wrong. That's a hundred percent. They don't mention HR one on, on. That's a hundred percent lunacy. Nobody would, men- Why would they even do HR1 that? HR one is me. Where did you find that on CNN? What HR one? No. Where did you find this information that this is their number one state? Where did you get that from? If you, I've literally never heard anybody even suggest ever once. That illegal immigrants should be able to vote. I've never heard of that. They won't. Who's saying a, that? They they won't say it out loud. This is what I'm saying, right? You oh, haven't heard of HR one. Okay. Right. Yeah. Have you heard of HR one besides from me? Yes, I've heard of HR one. I, I I've heard of it. You guys use it all the time, and I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> I read it, Joe. Sure, but you also can't infer something from something you think. Resolutions for each house are assigned a number in the order of which they are introduced, starting at the beginning of each Congress. First, second session, there are no real differences between the bills and joint resolutions. So you're 100% right. I was wrong saying importance. It's just the first one that they've introduced. Okay. Which is right. So. Let's get this stupid one out of the way. They'll reject it, and then we'll try the next one. I don't know what this they strategy even was. They haven't vote yet. I don't understand Jimmy, that. I, That's I what I even, don't understand. I, I would tell you this. Most, most Hispanics, liberal or, or conservative, are against illegal immigrants coming into They're the country. Conservatives. Even Listen, the ones that aren't, this. dude, they, they know how their family got here, and they don't like when people break the law to get in. It also hurts. 
immigration long-term to those countries because they could be penalized for that. So again, nobody's calling for illegal immigrants to vote. No one's asking for it. I don't know why that would be their secret agenda. I read They've already you, got remember? more voters than the Republicans do. We just saw that play out two years ago. I read this to you. Do you not remember me reading this to you on this show? I'll find I, it again. I, anyway. Sure, I, I do. Look, we have gone way over my time, and I really, really appreciate you letting me do that, Joe. Right. Uh, I think you're allowing me to make up for my awful singing, but uh, we got to take a break. Joe, stick around for Joe's two minutes of crap. Thanks. Yes. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. I'm not here just to tell people what I think and to hit you with facts that challenge your beliefs. I'm here and I engage with people I don't completely agree with so I can learn and understand what and why you think what you believe. Now, that said, I've pointed out repeatedly that when I criticize Republicans, don't take it as an endorsement of Democrats. Okay, and so you know that I'm being sincere. Let's talk about why the Democratic Party is hated by lots and lots of Americans. Liberals spend so much time worrying about race and sexuality and offending people. And listen. It's admirable. It can't solve everybody's problem. That's called life. California passed a law last year that big box toy stores have to have gender, gender neutral toy sections. I mean, who was asking for that? By the way, that's called the puzzle and game section. Listen, we have a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. Potato already. Why did we need one that's gender neutral? It's a potato with no anatomical parts. And technically, every potato is gender neutral until you put on the lips and the mustache. Again, a problem nobody was freaking out about. Mrs. Butterworth, Uncle Ben, the Washington Redskins logo. Offensive? Yeah. A serious issue for pop culture to decide? Give me a break. Listen, I'm all for taking down Confederate flags and statues, but canceling Abraham Lincoln and George Washington makes this whole thing kind of a farce. The PC police have gone too far time and time again over the past three decades. And, and most people were opposed to it even before it became a liberal cause. Our culture war is a major part of the reason that most moderate Republicans continue to vote Republican. The United States history from its founding is filled with terrible wrongs, and we should all be able to acknowledge that, but we cannot rewrite history. We can only learn from it. Huh. That's a good one. Huh. Uh, trying to make wrongs into rights 
so no one's ever offended again or is treated poorly is a utopian idea. It's like student loan forgiveness. The loans are predatory and unfair, but look, at the end of the day, the students who accepted the loan knew what they were doing. I'm sympathetic to them. I am, and I'm not opposed to the idea, but I do understand why there's some people that are outraged by it. It's one thing to ask people to use pronouns when speaking to transgender people, but forcing people to do something will result in a backlash. And after years of the PC police making mountains out of molehills, it's hurt the cause. It's resulted in having the opposite effects it was intended for. Comedian George Carlin used to say that he was a supporter of feminism, that he thought women deserved equality, but that their message got blurred when feminists started making demands of other people. No one wants to be told what to do or how to act or what to say. Being an American means no one can tell you what to say or do or how to act. So when Republicans tell me that liberals are destroying America, I assume that's what they're actually talking about. And liberals are going to try to spin that to mean that Republicans don't want to lose America to minorities. And that might be true of the extremists in the GOP, but for everyday Americans like yourself, I think it's about the perceived loss of freedom. Well done, Jill. I am actually going to give you a round of applause on that one. That was great. That really was. You were not too liberal, I should say, on that one. You you know what? The show has been great because we have basically lambasted everybody tonight, right? Everybody deserves it. And again, listen, we as citizens... I said this on the air today, Jimmy, and I and I and I wanted to repeat this tonight because I think it's super important. We're not pawns in in this game of Democrats and Republicans. Yes, sir. You need to look at the candidates in your state and decide what's the best situation for you, and that's the person who you should vote for, regardless of the R or the D next to their name. Find out what these people are going to do for you. That's what, your vote is for that reason. That's why everybody has one. Elect good candidates. Look and ask. Make sure you know what candidates are going to do, what their plan is, what, what their stances are. If they say they're going to defend your freedom, tell them to shove it up their ass. You're not interested. That's not a thing. I don't understand what that even means, Jimmy. I'm going to defend your freedom. You're the government. That's my job. Right? Aren't you who I'm? my freedoms would be defended from? Second Amendment, Allah, thank you very yeah. much. If you actually understood what the Second Amendment meant or was intended for, which, you know, I, you know what I'm just going to say? It's to defend yourself from a tyrannical government, right? So it's not the government's uh, 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 job to grant us rights or to take away rights. It's their, their job is to solely protect our rights. It is our job to give ourselves rights or to take our way rights by local elections. Can I break you off one more George Carlin quote? Send it. I love it. George Carlin said, when you live in a country where rights are given to you and taken away, they're not rights. Those are privileges. There you go. I mean, that's, that's perfect. Right. 
We need we need more people that that are that are spouting common sense. We got to stop the the hard right and the hard left nonsense. Exactly. We don't live in a utopia. Nobody ever gets their way. This country didn't become great in the first place because of that. We we were able to make it work because we were able to compromise. There used to be a lot of racism, and then it kind of it kind of died off. You know, uh, there used to be a lot of misogyny, and it's, again, it's kind of it's a thing of the past, right? I mean, it's socially unacceptable at this point to we behave talk about that it way. All the time. Yeah. We've made such great strides to make this the greatest country on earth with the most rights, and people are still bitching about it. And it's upsetting the people that are like, I liked it the way it was. Um, we're at a weird crossroads, and I would say, and I, I've been kind of harping on this thought all week too, is just common respect, man. Like, yeah. where did that go? You can't figure out why kids are shooting at each other and getting into fist fights and breaking in the cars and stealing catalytic converters. You don't know why they're doing that? You're on Facebook arguing with like your neighbor's daughter. Like, are you insane? That's why. <laughs> We, we don't know how to interact with people anymore. We're super aggressive on social media. And on the rare instance that you're actually interacting with a human being, that just, you don't even know any different anymore. And it's just like virtual and hate and bleh. Because everybody's like this. This yes. is what you see nowadays. This is like, this Very. is everybody's face right there. We've lost the ability to empathize. Communicate with, with each other, and there's just again, dude. I was in a store today, and this guy was just on his phone talking at like top volume. And it's like, bro, this isn't your office, shut your mouth, just have respect for people around you. What's wrong with people? So, I was in line at Walgreens today, and if anybody gets their prescriptions at Walgreens, you know what a nightmare that is. Uh, I'm in line, I'm out waiting about 12 minutes so far. There's a guy in front of me. This female, I, I have no idea who she is. Uh, she was a lady, uh, born at birth, I guess. I don't freaking know. Uh, walks in front of me and just stands there. Doesn't say a word. Right. <laughs> Doesn't even turn around and acknowledge my existence. Now, ask my wife. I am the last person you want to do that to. Because I will straight embarrass you. I will make a, I will cause a scene just to teach you a lesson. And I did. Of course I did. So I went, <clears throat> excuse me. I was in line. And she turns around and she goes, oh, no, I'm just here because I, I they're going to call me up. Oh. Right? They're, they're calling. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to call me up. So I looked at her and I said, now. Don't you think that whole scene could have been avoided if you just came up and talked to me about it instead of just being rude and cutting me off like a jerk? And she's like, well, maybe. I said, well, you know what? Now I'm going to cause a scene event because now you're just a dick. <laughs> and I did. I'm like, I don't know why you got to jump in front of me like that, lady. And I'm causing a scene. I don't care. I'm the last person you want to do that to because I will embarrass you because I don't get embarrassed. I just don't. And the point is, it could have been avoided. Just all she, hey, hey, man, hey, sir, uh, I'm just waiting in on mine. I'm not trying to cut you off. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, not a problem. I'm not a jerk, right? Yeah, absolutely. Even if she came up to me, it was like, yeah, look, and I'm in a rush. I, you know, would you mind if I can't go right ahead? 
I'm chivalrous. But when you're a dick, when we have lost the, 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 the ability to communicate, when we have lost the, the mutual respect to, to offer an explanation to somebody for uh, odd behavior, like I don't, I didn't even rate it. Like I'm not even good enough for her to offer an, ex, an explanation for that. Like we're done. We, we don't, we're, our societies is collapsing from within. And you know what? We're doing that to ourselves. We can't blame politicians for that. Yeah. We're doing that to ourselves. Well, sure. Some people want to blame liberals and some want to blame conservatives. I blame Steve Jobs. Douchebag. I, I, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I want to blame Steve Jobs. I do. But this is no different than when you and I grew up saying fag or oh, sure. homo or, you know, stuff like that. Right. It, 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 there's not a law against it. There's not a law prohibiting me from saying that word anymore. Or retard, right? That's another one. It yeah. just kind of naturally like, eh, that's not cool, right? That's called natural progression. Oh, dude, well, right. I mean, again, I when 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 somebody said to me the first time, they were like, dude, don't say that word. Like, that's offensive to gay people. And I was like, no, no, it's not. I don't mean it like that. And they were like, yeah, but you're implying that they're lesser than. And I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, I guess I never thought about it like that. Like I didn't, I wasn't suggesting that was the truth. I and I right. I mean, it was easy to like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop saying that. Or again, retard is is a good one, uh, because that word only means to slow down. You know, to you hinder, could retard something. Yeah, yep, um, to hinder. That's right. But again, the way people had been using the word uh, when they were like, "Stop saying that," I was like, "Yeah, no, I don't want to." I'm not picking on mentally challenged people. Why would I? Yeah, I don't want to hurt. Them. I didn't. You know, wasn't saying to it to be mean. That. I just was saying it because it was a cool burn. But again, right? You know, I I agree with you, Jim, and I and I think by and large, people. And again, this is why forcing people to do something as opposed to being like, hey, you know, that's just not cool, and then let them be like, yeah, I do whatever I want, and then eventually they're like, yeah, you know, I mean, you're right, that's not cool. Because again, dude, nobody wants to be called out. We're the right, we're all the hero in our life. Like we view life as like story. we're the good guy, and you know, everything we do is a little embellished and we're so awesome. But you ever think to yourself that maybe you're the bad guy? Maybe you're not one of the good ones. Maybe there's people that view you as a bad person. I don't mean you specifically, Jimmy. I just mean to everybody here in general. We make the assumption because again, in the in the fairy tale that we live, we're we're chivalrous and we're kind and we'll we would take in a we would take in an immigrant or a homeless person, you know. Uh Jim, I drove a guy from stop and shop to a motel on the Berlin Turnpike. 50-year-old black guy. Uh his EBT card didn't work. He had like $20 worth of groceries. He told me I could take the card or and I was like, dude, I'll just buy you the groceries. And that turned into, can I get a lift down the road? And I looked at him like, really, guy? And I was like, yeah, I'm going that way anyway. My wife is like, you're insane. You thought that was a good idea. And I was like, no, but if I was in a tub, he just seems sincere enough. And obviously, he didn't do anything. I mean, I dropped him off. We we shook hands. We BSed for a few minutes about, about being dads. And he went about his business. You know, it, 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 it cost me 20 bucks and I gave him a ride home and he gave me some good advice about being a dad. 
it, it was a nice moment between two strangers. I'll never see that guy again. And and to be nice, right? I mean, twenty dollars isn't going to kill me. He didn't have anything. Yeah, man. We got to we got to we got to look at each other as human beings and be like, there that guy's go. got wants, that guy's got needs. I got my, I want minds, but you know, make sure people around you have theirs. And if they don't, and you can help, help. Absolutely. You know, I actually. In the beginning here, I, I skipped a lot of what I wrote down. See, I actually prepare like notes and everything. And uh, I just make all that stuff up off on the, the cuff, fly. The you way. pull yeah. them pictures up like How that. That's those awesome. pictures show up is beyond me. <laughs> but I always, I always, uh, and I wanted, I skipped this. And, you know, the part where I came on, I said, you know, you, we call each and all our names. You're, like, you're a fascist. You're a socialist. We need to stop that. And we just need to go back to being Americans. Right. Yep. We, and it, I'll take it even a step further. If we can erase R and D's by our name and just put an H for humans, that would be tremendous. That would that would go a long way. We we've stopped looking at each other like regular humans, and we're looking at each other now like Republicans and Democrats. You're either a Trumper or you're a Democrat. Right? I feel yeah. like I've melted your heart. To the point where you're becoming a humanitarian and you don't even realize a humanist. I've always been a humanist. Yeah. Always. Right. I went, hey, I, I, I'm a humanist, trust me. I believe in people. Right. I, I've always believed in people. My wife will tell you that I am the most generous person she's ever known. Right. I'll help any person. You've I done me know. solid on a number of occasions, dude. I mean, you are as good a dude as I've ever met. That's you and I become fast friends in life. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, but I, you know, I, my entire life since I was 17 years, 18 years old has been dedicated to helping others. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And I believe in that it, through in my heart and down to my soul. I, I know you don't believe in a soul, but I do, but I believe it. But more know, important to me, though, to Jimmy, help. is that you've actually done it. Not even that you feel it in your heart or your soul, but the fact that you've done that. Uh, you continue to live that life every single day. Well, I, thanks, I, don't, I try. I don't. Really. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't. Listen, I don't think you could do anything more in life than just be a good person. You know, you I'm trying to be. have to do any more than that. I well, so listen, right? I used to, I was, I was a a a, a conservative, a Republican. I was a, a Roman Catholic, uh, and I took all my stuff really seriously until I stopped. And I mean, I get it, I get it, and and I'm I'm at a point now where like I don't need anything to identify who or what I am. You know, I've always thought I was white and I recently found out I'm Hispanic. I had a Hispanic grandfather growing up. I didn't get that. And I see it now. Um, doesn't matter. You know, I don't, um, I don't subscribe to a religion. I don't believe in a God. I believe we're on an amazing planet that could very well be the only one that has intelligent life on it. And you've got 50 to 90 years on this earth. You'll be gone. And within 50 years, nobody will remember you existed unless you do something monumental. 
when you think of the billions and billions of people who have lived going back millions of years now, we only remember a handful of them. If you, if you want to leave a legacy, be a kind person and, and people will remember you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I don't know why I, I'm, hope, I don't even know what I'm even saying at this point. I what? hope that <laughs> I hope people remind, remember me as a kind person, as somebody who is always uh, looking out for everybody else. Right. That's what I hope people remember, but I don't think it's going to be. I can spout some nonsense, by the way, like I just did. And that's where I'm like, oh, I see why people think I'm a liberal now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I think I'm going to be remembered for the, hey, lady, what are you doing? I think that's what I'm going to be remembered for. Not the fact that I gave, you know, at least in her last world. Yeah. You know yeah. She's told that story about a hundred times today. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. But you know what, man? It pisses me off. Like, just talk to me, man. Just talk to me. If you're an old person at a grocery store and you look at me and be like, hey, son, can you please bring my cart back? Absolutely not a problem. Just don't leave it by your freaking car to hit mine when I go into the store. Otherwise, like I have before, I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to cause a scene. I'm going to stand there until I'm going to make you bring it back. I've done this. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Again, it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything to to be nice. You don't have to go out of your way for people. You really don't. You know, just be kind in the moment. Uh, hold a door at it the very minimum. Take, it's it takes no effort, it takes no money, it takes no time to say good morning. To say I, you know what I've you. seen, you know what yeah. meme I've seen on Facebook a lot? It's something like um somebody in the world has a really high opinion of you because you were nice to them once. Have you seen that? I've seen that like 20 times in the last week or so on all sorts of different people's pages. It's obviously something that's going around, but you know, you, you don't know how you can affect somebody's day by just simply doing something nice and random and not expecting anything in return. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely Joe, I, uh, this was a great episode. We got, we got a lot off our chest. It wasn't even, we didn't stick to like one specific topic, really. I mean, we just, I, I needed that. I pre, cause I was, I, I, I was, I'm mad. I'm angry. And more importantly, I, I'm disappointed and hurt by the direction of this country. Right. It truly, I truly am. I just hope we can realize that this November and how incredibly important it is that we need to get out there and we actually this is the time that we can actually, we, the people can make a huge difference. Right. And we need to recognize that we need to understand that. And so we need to get out there and vote. Right. Period. Um, I, I try to do this every once in a while. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to play Joe, Joe Biden's gaff count again. Somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion. Somewhere between seven hundred. I, I, I love that friggin'. I needed something to put me in a good mood, and Joe Biden's gaff count always puts me in a good mood. Truly, Joey, what do you got for me, buddy? You got anything else, or uh, we good for tonight? I, I, I mean, look at I'm having so much fun. It's it's ten after 
one hour and we usually cut out an hour but i'm having a lot of fun i don't want to go so i'm kind of hoping you can bring another topic but i know i understand we all got lives and we could we definitely talk about here. transgendered people all right for joe mcguire <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, you know what? Real, real quick. I actually have met a transgendered woman assigned male at birth who is a Republican in the state of Connecticut. And this, and she, uh, I talked to her a lot and she, I, 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 I love her. I do. I want her to be Bob Stefanowski's running mate is really what I want because she, then I think that would lower the close the gap by like eight points just because of what she talks about, you know, women's rights and all that. I mean, she's very smart. She obviously has a lot of experience in the category. I can't freaking refute anything. She says, <laughs> by the way, I want everybody to realize and notice that I am calling her a she. Yeah. Because well, she wouldn't get Dave Chappelle's vote, that's for sure. Well, you know what? You don't know that, man. I don't I'm think Dave kidding. Chappelle is much of a trans. No, you know, it's funny. Right. I recently heard Dave Chappelle talking about that, and he was like, you know, like transgender people understand I'm joking around and they they liked me before and they still like me because they're not big crybabies. It's the it's the people that bitch about other people being offended. That's always the problem. And that's who I was talking about earlier. Those people need to mind their friggin' business. So I will, uh, uh, I want to say this, but if we, before we close the show out here, uh, if we took, if we could get a survey of the people that bitch the most on Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff, what demographic they are, I'm willing to bet my house that the majority of those people are white. Oh, yeah. The majority of the people screaming the loudest, making the most noise, crying the most are white. Yeah. But then say that there's something as white privilege. Well, why are you crying if you're white and privileged? Because they're, they're the problem. They're the elitists, right? It's the elitist. By the way. Speaking of the elitists, do you know where uh, uh, DeSantis went to school? Oh, I don't. Where did I, I heard this? This is to listen. This this elitist hating governor went to both Harvard <laughs> and Yale. Hypocrite! You're no. an elite, Ron DeSantis. I, I mean, yes, he is, is an elite. elite. I, Okay, Why are I'll you, you I mean, that. seriously, like that kind of stuff? I'm like, uh, dude, really? You're talking crap about his Ivy League people. That's where you went. Two of them. <laughs> right. The two big ones. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this you dude, if you wrote that into a show, they'd be like, no, dude, that that's so stupid. You can't do that. That would be no. He went to like he had to go to like some dumbass school or something, like University of Miami. I'm just playing. I'm just joking around. I love CCSU. All right. Now I'll take that. I just saw I'll them in that. the news for some reason. 
Not for anything good. <laughs> no, it never is. All right, look, it's been – we went 15 minutes over, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. For Joe Aguirre, I am Jim Batisti. Saying for Divided We Stand, good night and God bless. Thank you.